Well, welcome to LifePoint. My name is Alex Velarde. I'm one of the pastors here, and happy 4th of July. I hope you guys have a, a great day uh, today. Thank you for joining us, whether it's here in person or online. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So over the next few weeks, actually today, we're, we're starting a brand new series. It's called, uh, it, the name of the series is, It's Your Move. Would you say that with me? It's Your Move. Say it, one, two, three. It's Your Move. Yeah, so over the next three weeks, uh, four weeks actually, we're going to have some of the best communicators uh, teaching this series. So next week, uh, Lucy is going to be uh, teaching, then the week after that, Justin, and then Pastor Nicholas. Let's give it up for those some of those guys. Uh, they're incredible, incredible communicators, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. If you have your Bibles, turn to James chapter 4, James chapter Four, And um, today as we begin, um, I, I want to talk about this whole, like I'm, I'm, I have the privilege to start the series, It's Your Move, and I don't know about you, you don't have to raise your hand, but for many of us, we've moved before, like you've gone from one school to the next, or you've moved from one city to the next, and for me, moving has to do with transitions, moving has to do with um, you know, changing addresses and changing schools, and it brings a little bit of anxiety. It brings a little bit just thinking about it, you know, changing schools, new teachers, new, new friends, you know, changing like your internet provider and your water uh, or electricity, your doctor and dentist. Just thinking through that whole thing is like, oh my goodness, you know, we've moved a few times, and every time we move, it's just like, it's just a headache. And so for you, moving maybe changing a career like going from one place to a next and then the stress that that brings uh in fact last week we had several uh first-time guests who they, they had just moved and so i really believe that this series is going to connect with you there's times when you've moved when you have to move out of a, a place like a comfortable place into a place that's a little bit more painful so some of you, like you've gone through divorce, and so you know the pain of that. Uh, there's times when maybe your, your parents get sick, and you're having to become like the caretaker. And so you go from a situation where everything is under control to the, the fear of the future, the fear of the unknown. And so moving, this whole series, it's your move. It's about transitions. It's about change. And we don't like change as human beings we don't like transitions and we don't like when things are not in our control and um and so i think that it'll be a series that will connect with you even if they're good transitions like today one of our worship leaders um ignacio and stephanie they're having their baby today and so um, the guy that plays the guitar and so even even something as beautiful as having a baby can actually bring a lot of stress and so I don't know where you're at in life. Maybe uh, the transition, transition that you're at is like maybe something's going on with your body and you've gone to the doctor and they, can't, they haven't really figured it out and it's just that fear of like, man, could it be this? And then you get online, right? Have you ever done that? You get online and you Google some of the symptoms that you have. Not good. Don't do that unless you want to go into like a full panic mode because you look at it and it's like, well, it could be this cancer or it could be this thing or it could be this. And it's like, no, you know. And so today specifically, we're going to talk about stepping into your future. How do you do that? Like, how do you step 
into the unknown. And in James chapter 4, so if you have your Bibles, turn there, James chapter 4, it is as practical as it can be. I, don't, I cannot think of a passage of Scripture that is more practical on how to step into your future, into the unknown. Because a lot of times what we do is, like, maybe God's putting something in your heart and He's moving you to talk to that one person. Man, like, they've been coming to, they're, they're at the workplace and you know that you need to tell them about, about your faith and you're like, oh, no, I don't, I'm, I don't do that sort of thing. Or maybe you need to confront someone in love. And God's been telling you for a while, you got to speak the truth in love. And you have to move from a place that you're comfortable to a place that's like, oh, I don't know if I want to have that conversation. And so how do you do that? Well, James tells us exactly how to step into our future, whether it's physical, whether it's finances, whether it's relational, whether it's your career. And a lot of times we look for answers everywhere else except in God's word. Uh, I found, um, I think I may have told you this, about 10 years ago, the United States Powerball Lottery had a record of 110 second winners, okay? So, like, that had never happened before. 110 people got second place. Uh, they won the lottery. And so they thought it was fraud. They couldn't believe, like, what's going on? Well, they, after they investigated it, they found out that in New York, a company that makes fortune cookies actually by luck they had the actual they got the numbers you know how in the like the fortune cookie you open it up and it has a little sand in the back it's got a number well they actually had the right numbers to the lottery and 110 people won second place now i'm not telling you that so you go and play the lottery all right that's not the point the point is so many of us, so many people in our culture, in our community, are looking for insight from wherever. Now, when you open up those fortune cookies, what do you do? You read them, you know, and we, like we've all done it with our kids, and it's fun. It's a, it's a fun thing to do. And often, you know, actually, I was curious as to, like, what the, the top fortune cookie sayings were, and I, I Googled it. This is what I found. Listen, listen. A beautiful smart and loving person will be coming soon into your life okay <laughs> here's the second one okay most most common fortune cookie sayings a lifetime of happiness lies ahead of you okay a pleasant surprise is waiting for you like we all love to hear those things but the truth is nobody really knows right like nobody knows the future and so james chapter 4 teaches us how to navigate through those unknowns in life let's look at it he says three mistakes god says there are three mistakes that we make when we are looking when we're facing our future he says this verse 13 now listen you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this city or that city spend a year there carry on business and make money now think think with me for a moment like what's what's wrong with that with that statement look at it with me okay verse 13 james chapter 4 verse 13 they're just planning the future right like there's nothing wrong with that they're just putting their plans together they're there there's just a few people like like we we do that right we look at our calendars you you write things down you put things on your smartphone i mean there's nothing like my my daughter was planning a, a little get together with her friends 
and um, so something she did yesterday. But it's been about nine days, then she's been looking at the weather every day to see if it was going to rain or not. We do that, right? Like, we're going to celebrate 4th of July. We're going to have a fun time with family, friends, whatever. What do we do? We check the weather channel, right? We check our app to see, like, is it going to be raining? How hot is it going to be? What's the temperature? And we adjust accordingly. So these guys, are, they're just planning. There's nothing wrong with planning. In fact, the Bible talks a lot about planning. A couple of go-getters, entrepreneurs, they're just going after it, trying to come up with a strategy on how to make money. Nothing wrong about that. Look at their strategy. Let's put it up one more time, if you don't mind, guys. It says, it's today or tomorrow. We will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. When? Well, maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Where? I think that city is going to work. Like, that city needs this. We could serve them. Or maybe that city. How long? I think about a year. I think a year will, will be enough time. What? Well, we'll, we'll be carrying on with our business. We'll just be conducting what we do. Like, this is what we do. Why? We want to make money. Nothing wrong about that. There's nothing wrong about making money, making a legitimate profit. They got their purpose down. They have their place, their progress. They have all of their bases covered. In fact, Pastor Nicholas and I, the other day, on Monday, we, we took, I don't know, two, three, four hours just planning 2022. We have an incredible year ahead. We're dreaming, we're, you know, praying for things, you know, for life point. There's nothing wrong about planning. You hear me? There's nothing wrong with planning. So what did they do wrong? What's the first mistake? Here's, here's the first mistake that they, they made. They planned without God. So nowhere in that verse... There's no, not a single mention of God in the, their whole business plan. They knew what they wanted. They knew how to get there, but they didn't check it out with God first. Again, nothing wrong. Even Jesus says, he tells us stories like, you know, to, to emphasize how it's important to plan. In fact, the book of Proverbs says it all over. Like, you, you don't plan, you're a fool. You, I don't plan, I'm a fool. Like, where there's no vision the people perish okay so it's very clear that it's a god like jesus says he tells his whole story it says if you're a builder and you're building a tower and you don't figure out the cost of how much it's going to be to build and you start laying down the foundation you get started and you you can't finish because you don't have the resources you'll people are gonna you're gonna be ridiculed don't do that jesus says he says if you know what king goes to battle not knowing how many soldiers he's got because if you, if you only have 10,000 and you're going against a guy that has 20,000, that's not good. It's not going to look good for you. So there's nothing wrong with planning. What's wrong with this, with this plan is that there's no mention of God. Zero. And so what is the fix? Okay, what's the fix to not including God in your plan? And well, the fix is to ask him. The fix is to say, okay, Lord, I don't want to, I don't, you know, we come, we come to God with our little notebook, you know, of everything that we want, and here's our plan, and we have it in detail, God, and, and we submit it to Him, would you sign it and prove it, put their stamp of approval? That's usually how we do it, and what God wants you to do is to come to Him with blank pages and say, okay, God, you write the script. Lord, you take over. You tell me, God, I want to, I don't want you to just bless me and bless my life and bless my family, right? No, God, I want to join what you're already blessing. 
God, I want to be a part, because God is blessing some things in our world. And I want to be a part of that. It's wise to plan. It's, it's, if you're starting a business, make sure you plan. You're, you're starting a family, you're getting married, make sure you plan. You're going to school, retirement, it's wise to plan. But make sure that you include God. Look in, look in verse 15. Instead, you ought to say, you ought to say, by the way, is, there was nothing wrong with what they did. It's what they did not do that was wrong. Do you understand? They did everything right is what they missed. So God says, verse 15, instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Now pay attention to that first word, if. Life is a pretty big if. In fact, in the middle of life, you have what? If. It's pretty, life is pretty iffy. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. God does not guarantee you the next hour. You don't know what's going to happen the next month. All I can tell you is today, 4th of July, Sunday, new week. And with the, every new week, you will face new opportunities. And guess what? You will face new challenges. And so he says, if it is the Lord's will, that's what you need to say. If it is God, here's our plan. But if it's your will, then we will go through with that. Here's the second mistake that we make. We take life for granted. We take life for granted. We think that we're going to live forever, especially when we're young. You know, we think that we're indestructible. You know, we're, and we just, we, when we think of ourselves in the future, it's almost like we're strangers in the future, and we don't know. I, I, I was uh, watching this documentary the other day on YouTube, and this guy was saying that the reason why, like, a large percentage, I don't remember the number, like, in 80, 90% of Americans don't have enough money for retirement, like, one of the reasons is because there is a disconnect with who we are and who we are in the future, and so, like, we look at ourselves in the future like strangers. Like, we don't know that guy in the future. And so, so when you look at the Bible in verse 14, look at what James says. What is your life? It's a, it's a great question to ask, right? Like, make it personal. What is, like, what's my life? Like, what, what am I all about? I think it's a fantastic question to ask. Why are you, like, if you're still alive, there's got to be a purpose, like, God doesn't have you here on planet Earth for your, for, your, for your own family, for yourself. It's for Him. And so ask yourself, what, Lord, what, why am I here for? He says this. You are a what? Help me out, church. You are a what? Say it. You are a what? You're a mist. You're a mist. You're in, you're out. You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes that word mist in the greek is the word atmos it's it means it's where we get our english word atmosphere so it's like the fog right it rolls in the morning and by noon it's burnt off it's gone it's uh like i um when we go to chili's i always get the um, the chicken fajitas and they bring them, and they're always like, they're, they put them on a, this like cast iron kind of thing, and they bring them to you, and they're 
all, I mean, nine times out of ten, they're like, they're hot, and they're sizzling, and they're putting it on the table, and it's, they're like smoking, and I kind of always, if I'm in a group setting, I'm a little bit embarrassed, you know, because it's like, <laughs> you know, and usually the, the, the server will say, just give it a minute, just give it a minute, because, you know, it's hot, I mean, no, no joke, you know, like the thing, like, you know, and I have to, like, I'm sorry, guys, you know, sure enough, you give it a couple of minutes, it's gone, that's your life, you're in, you're out, it's, it's the, have you ever sprayed the smelly stuff, right? The spray? You know, I almost brought one of those. You push it, and when, especially when it's brand new, you see it, and then what happens? Disappears. That's your life here. In light of eternity, you're only here for just a short period of time. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while, and then it vanishes. Two things that you can know about life. Number one, it's unpredictable. It's a pretty big if. You don't know what's going to, the challenges that you're going to have tomorrow, none of, you, none of you know. I don't know what's going to happen to me tomorrow. Number two, life is brief. It's brief. You're in and you're out. When we're born, a lot of times we have this sense of, like our imaginations just run wild. Like we have dreams. And you know, you, have you ever asked a child, like, what do you do when you want to grow up? Man, their eyes, they light up. You know, they're, they're, I can tell you a million things that they want to do. And somehow through, as time passes, somehow we become dull. It's almost like our knife gets pushed against the hardened surfaces of life, and it just becomes dull. And somehow just, I just don't understand what my life is. I don't understand my purpose. I don't know. I just keep doing, just keep pushing through, but I don't, I don't understand why I keep just doing the same job, the same, you know, just... Just one day after the next, and there's another day when I have to do the laundry, another day when I have to mow the yard, and I'm just going through the motions. And it, it's almost like we become a little bit dull, and we take life for granted. When we step into our future, we take life for granted. So what's the fix? The fix, the solution, is to make your life count. Look at what the Bible says, Ephesians 5, 15, and 16. Watch this. Be very careful. I don't see a lot of phrases like that in the Bible. Very careful. Like, it, it's not like, like, it's almost like God is saying, hey, wake up. Listen, listen, listen. I'm, I, want, I want your attention. Like, this is important. He says, be very careful. Like, don't waste your time, okay? You're not going to be here that much longer. Okay, in light of eternity, it's just, it's a blip. You're in, you're out. Just be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise. Have you ever met somebody unwise? I have. Have you ever met somebody that's like, man, like, you're just wasting their life, you know? The things that they're doing, the, you know, the, the places they go, the, the, the places they spend money on, whatever, you know, the decisions they're making. It's like, man, I cannot believe this is not leading to a good place. He says, he says, be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Making, watch this, the most of every situation. Not some situations or most situations, but like make the most of every situation that comes your way because the days are evil. We don't have that much time. And so God will put people in front of you. And he says, I want you to make the best out of this situation. People are starving for compliments. You know that? We live in a culture today when, when you, you give some, try it sometime. 
When you go out to eat or the grocery store, give someone a compliment without them expecting it, okay? Just say, man, man, I like your shirt. You have a pretty smile. Man, whatever, okay? You will see how they light up. God says, make every opportunity, every single opportunity that you have. God, I believe with all my heart, will put people through you. Like, they'll, they'll, go, they'll walk through wherever you're doing so that you can pour into them. And a lot of times what we do is we um, just kind of hold back. You want to know how to step into your future? Make your life count. There are people that God's putting in front of you, and you don't have a clue why they're there, you know? You think that, you know, they just messed up your bill, and you're going to let them know. How could you? You know, I've been, I've been a customer for all of these years, and now you're raising, you're, char- you know, you're charging me $20 more, and you're talking to this guy, and, and you know, you're yelling at them and then because you're upset because this is not fair. I mean, if, if you're going to reward me because I'm a loyal customer, then, then you sh- my bill should go down, and you're talking to the guy like it's his fault or the girl, and you're yelling at them. Change the strategy because that's probably his 20th call. Or if somebody yelling at him or her, why don't you change it? Why don't you build your life on love, which is what Jesus commands us to do? And then say, hey, listen, I know it's not your fault, but this is what's happening. And you treat that person with dignity and love in the way that Christ would want you to treat them. So make your life count. Make it count every day. Make your life count. Be very wise. Very wise. We only have but a brief moment here. The Bible says, work out your faith with fear and trembling. Work out your salvation. Work out, like flex some spiritual muscles. You know, I, I, love, to, I love to run, and um, not every run is the same, okay? I went running with a friend of mine here from LifePoint, and... This guy, like, every time I run with him, it's like, I'm like, he takes everything out of me, all right? Like, he's in really good shape, you know? And uh, I just ran with him. We did four miles. By the end of the fourth, like, by the end of our four miles, I was, I was like, oh, I can't, <gasps> couldn't breathe, you know? Like, I literally said, I'm going to, I need a break. And I, like, lay myself on the ground in the middle of the road, like, oh, my goodness, I'm exhausted, you know? And this friend said, get in the car he says that was that was a, a tempo run and so like tell me more like I, I, what is that he says well there are some runs that you're like going 70 percent of the way they're like 80 percent of your effort okay um there are some runs that it's like race speed like you're going at 100 percent you're giving it your all and i'm like i'm thinking i didn't say this to him but i'm thinking that wasn't a tempo run buddy that was like an all get out i was going as fast as i could keep up but here's what i'm trying to say not every run is the same. There are times when, when I run, it's a lot slower. There's times when it's, you pick up the pace. Life should be like that. There's rhythm. There's rhythm to life. And so I'm not saying, like, you know, become a pastor. Like, you got to do this 24-7. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is make the most of every situation that God puts in front of you. Okay? There are times when, man, you have a little bit more time. You're a little bit more, then serve, serve with greater intensity. You no. Know, no, um, but, but not, I'm not saying you have to be there 100%. Um, Philippians 2, 12. Therefore, my dear friends, 
as you have always obeyed, and I feel like that's your heartbeat. You're here on a 4th of July, so this is like kind of like, this is it. Yeah, this is me, Alex. I'm right there. Not only in my presence, Paul says to, to the Philippians, but much more in my absence. Watch this. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So it's, you got to put effort into it. Okay? A lot of times, we just kind of let life just go, like just take over. And you're reacting to all of the things that are coming your way. And you're not intentional. And you're not, like, you don't have, you don't have, you don't give it, like, effort. And you don't, like, you, you don't have a purpose for what you want to do. You let everybody else run your, your agenda. But what God is saying here is, like, no, you be the leader of your life. You set your, your agenda. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is, watch this, God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. It's his purpose in your life. It's not your purpose. You are here for his name and his renown. You understand? Life is not about you. I know that in our Christian world, we've kind of changed it, right? And we're like, okay, what can I get out of it? What can I get out of church? What can I get out of that service? What can I get out of the Bible? Like, God did not create you so that you could get something out of Him. No, God created you so that you could give Him glory, so you could be a reflection of who He is. And so your whole purpose in life, your whole existence is not you. Now, I know that sometimes and I, I get a little selfish, you know, and it's about me, and it's about my family, and it's about my values, and what, what it's important to me. I get it, okay? But, like, when you put it all aside, your life, your purpose on planet Earth for this brief moment is not you. It's Him. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose three mistakes that we make when we step into the future number one we plan without god number two we just take life for granted we think that we're like we're gonna live forever we don't we don't know like we think oh you know what i'm in my 20s i got the rest of my you know my life well you don't know that number three we procrastinate to do good we procrastinate to do good have you ever met somebody who's a procrastinator have you ever met somebody that's a procrastinator? Our worship team is getting, getting ready. Um, we're almost, we're going to wrap this up. Anybody? No, nobody? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said me. <laughs> I met myself. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes uh, you, you meet people and it's like, uh, you know, I'm supposed to do this thing. I'm dreaming. I'm intending to do it. And then you get around to it. Like you, you talk to them maybe a, a month later or whatever. And it's like, hey, did you get that project that you're, did you get it done? It's like, what project? <laughs> the project that, oh, yeah, no, I'm still planning to do it. I just don't, you know, I haven't had a chance. And then a, a week later or a month later, you know, they're talking to them. It's like, hey, did you get it done? You, you wanted an update. Like, a, you know, like, is there progress? Or, you know, is there something going on? It's like, no, I haven't. You know, next Monday, I'm going to start next Monday, you know. Have you ever noticed how people that start diets is usually like next, next week, you know, I'm starting next week, you know. And so I, I can say that because I've done that, okay. So like I'm not pointing fingers your way, I'm pointing them this way, okay. But procrastination is actually a sin. 
a lot of times we think of sin as things that we do, right? Like you, you commit adultery or you, you, know, you, mur- you know, kill somebody or you, you lie or you steal. Like th- those are things that you do, right? But actually, in, in theology, there's this, this whole concept that there are sins of omission and there are sins of commission. Like there are sins that you do, but there are other sins that are sins of omission, like things that you don't do. In other words, there are things that you ought to do, and when you don't do them, it's actually a sin. So procrastination is one of those things. You can do three things with your life. You can waste it, you can spend it, or you can invest it. And you get online, on TV, or whatever. I mean, you what? Most ads, TV ads, Facebook ads, whatever, will show you lots of ways to waste your time, waste your money, waste your life. You can, you can spend it. You can spend your life trying to acquire things. You want to acquire fame and pleasure, and you, and you spend your life just doing that, just acquiring uh, more and more, and it's just it's intoxicating. You can invest your life. The best use of life is when you invest it in something that will outlast it. Spend it in something, like invest it in something that's gonna it's gonna be here after you you're gone. Bible, God teaches us there's two things that will outlast us. At least two things. There are probably more, but two. God's word, it's eternal, and God's people. And so the solution, if the, if the problem, if the mistake when we step into our future is procrastination, then the solution, the fix, is to do it now. Whatever God's calling you to do, do it now. Don't, don't put it off. Proverbs 3.27, we'll close with this. Proverbs 3.27, do not withhold, watch this, this should be our, like our philosophy of ministry for, for our benevolence, okay? Do not withhold good, from those who deserve it. There's people that I've tried to help it for, and man, you help them one time financially, you help them again, and then you help them a third time, and then you help them a fourth time. At some point, you have to say, you know what? You're taking that those those resources from people who have donated, or people who, you know, like from my hard-earned money, and you're wasting it on things that are not helping you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to love you, but you look what you're doing. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. act. God says, I've given you some power. You have, some of us have a little bit more, some of us have a little bit less, but you have the ability to act on some things. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. Now look at, look at the next verse. Do not say to your neighbor... Come back later, I'll give it tomorrow. When you now have it with you. So my challenge is, don't go through life so fast that you miss what God is blessing and what God is doing in your life and the people that he's putting next to you so you can pour into them. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm, sometimes it's like tunnel vision. I'm going this way, and it's so much, there's so much focused on what I'm doing that I, I don't, 
I don't have a wide angle of what God is doing in my world and his purpose for my life. See, his purpose for your life is not, it's not so global that it's like big purpose. His purpose for your life is like what's going to happen this afternoon. Maybe somebody needs to hear a word of encouragement today when you meet with that family. Maybe somebody needs to be prayed over because they're struggling. Do you understand? So I'll close with this. It's a great illustration. Not a true story, but it's a great illustration to wrap up the message. His executive was stereotypical executive, right? Wearing a suit and tie, sharp-looking guy, driving like the latest model car, like he's going a little bit fast into to a meeting, and he's driving through this neighborhood, and there's a park. Kids are playing. There's cars parked along the side, and he's just flying. Whew, he's running a little bit behind. He's just going, and all of a sudden, out of the corner of his eye, he sees this brick, and it lands on his brand-new car. Bam! He hits the brakes, stops, backs up, gets out of the car. He looks at this teenager. He's like, what are you doing? It's my brand-new car. What do you think? Kind of pins him against the car that was parked right there. Are you out of your mind? What are you doing? You know, and then he's just kind of railing him, just yelling at him. The kid goes, sir, I didn't know what to do. My older brother, he, he's, he's in a wheelchair. He just fell off the curb, and he just scraped his his elbow, his head. I just didn't, nobody else would help. I just didn't know what else to do. I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry. I just need some help. Man goes, helps him out, puts him up on the wheelchair, wipes his scrapes, lets, sends him home, never to fix his vehicle again. He takes off and never fixes his, the dent on his vehicle, brand new vehicle. He let it be a reminder that I, may I never go through life so fast that I need somebody throwing a brick at me for me to slow down. It's a great reminder for all of us. God, may, may you never have to throw bricks my way so that I can look at what's going on in my planet. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, I just want to ask you, Here's my challenge to you, okay? My challenge is that you would include God in every situation. So don't do what I... I don't want to be the Holy Spirit, okay? So whenever you pray and you ask God for leadership and guidance, do what He's telling you, okay? Don't necessarily do what the preacher is saying. And I'm saying that because I'm getting ready to mention a few ideas. Include God in your planning is what I'm saying. Number two make your life count like if God's blessed you with wealth use it for his kingdom I'm not saying even life point I'm just saying his kingdom you're here on planet earth to build his kingdom it's not about your life God's blessed you with a creative mind you can serve I mean if you believe in the vision of life point we could use some creative thinkers you don't have, maybe some days doesn't work for you. You can, you can serve th throughout the week. You can serve out of state. If you're following online right now, the reason why you're able to watch this is because there's a group of people who throughout the week, they're getting this ready. So you can serve that way. You can serve from out of state. You can serve um, if you like to sing. Why are you not up here? 
you have a good voice, let God use you for His kingdom. You like kids? You like little kids? Why don't you, why don't you serve in our, in our kids area? We call them the now generation. We have kids that could use a male influence, a female influence. You're technologically savvy? You could help. You could serve God in that way. You have a green thumb? You have a skill in that area? Well, God knows it. You could be used in that area. Again, I don't want to be the Holy Spirit. You do whatever God's telling you to do. But do it now. Don't wait until tomorrow. Because you know what happens when we wait until tomorrow? Tomorrow becomes the next day. And the next day becomes the next week. And the next week becomes the next month. And then a year later, we still haven't done it. And the truth is, God doesn't guarantee you tomorrow. So make your life count today. Maybe God's asking you to get baptized. You got baptized years ago and you did it because for your parents or you did it for whatever other reason, but you've really never taken that step of baptism on your own. Maybe a friend got baptized and you followed them or whatever. We talk a lot about life groups a life form. Maybe you got to, today, you got to sign up and say, you know what? And on the screen, there is a, a phone number. You just write the word Jesus. Just type the word, text the word Jesus to our, our phone number. What happens to that text? Pastor Nicholas and I get that. We get a copy each. And we'll just connect with you. We'll talk to you. But what is God, what is God asking you to do? As you step into your future, you be obedient father god thank you so much for the example that we have from james god i pray that we would not live life aimlessly without a purpose without a direction without building your kingdom here on earth god god whatever it is i believe that you will be you'll be putting people in front of us that they just desperately need to hear a word of affirmation a word of encouragement a, a pat on the back a prayer God, use us, Lord. God, as this church tries to, to reach this community, God, I pray that you put it in the heart of our people to, yeah, go through the rhythm of life. There is a, a place for rest, no, no, lie, no joke. Like, there is a place for to take a little break. But God, may those breaks never be so long that, that we just kind of take off and we just check out of life altogether. Use us, God, for your kingdom, for your name and your renown are the desire of our hearts. And we pray this in the precious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.